just feeling murder rate to escalate the same as the drug dealing. Bullets that I penetrate, riding on stolen plates. Did I mention my city was known for its murder rate? Live right by the capital, gangsta get the clapping, folks. High y'all gun smoke, my hood full of cutthroats. Going down the hill like my city was made slow. Gunshots every day, we don't even look. Eating dinner off the same kitchen, dope is cooked. I had an appetite for money, I'm hungry and can't wait. It's a golden state heavyweight, riding no platinum plate, state to state, crushing grain. Something like a winery, labels try signing me. I'm something like the dynasty, mastered the arts, kept the skill in my rhymery. Sign with Chase Paper, now the players stay eyeing me. Thing on my way, to turn a grown man side of me. Root boy, come test, I dare you one try with me. Got a full clip, I can empty off the side of him. Fake rappers try to invade us on my side. All right, everybody, we want to welcome you guys back to a new season of Mudville cast and none other than San Jose native we got Z in the building come on y'all come on let's go crazy in the comment section man look we want to make sure you guys share this video a lot of people are going to get ministered to I'm going to get ministered to it is a privilege to start off this year with none other than Z come on pastor Z come on now so what we got going today you guys is we're going to be asking a series of questions kind of picking Z's brain uh, he's been doing a lot of traveling, a lot of new music, but before all of that, we want to get to how he got there. And how many know we all got a story, and we're about to hear Z's story. So I appreciate you guys for tapping in. This is your boy Beans. Z, come on, we're officially in here, man. Let's get this thing going. So Z, what's up, man? What's come up, on, my man. brother? My guy, man. Go way back, come way on. back in the go, day. Go way back, like four flats on a Cadillac. <laughs> my Let's brother. get it. So. uh First of all, I just want to ask a little bit about yourself. Tell the people, for those who don't know about Z, he's going to give us a little breakdown. Give us a little debrief of your, of you, you know, where you come from, yeah. who you are. Yeah, I was born and raised in San Jose, California. Uh, Victory Outreach San Jose, Pastor Ed Morales, whoop, whoop. Uh, Mama Mitzi. Come on, somebody. And uh, just raised under great, great leadership. Yes. Um, and they taught us. No prayer, no ministry, you know, so I was raised just nice. to pray, and from that place, ministry flows, and so I'm thankful for that. Jesus saved me at the age of about 15. Mm, come on. I strayed a little bit from Young. 12 to 15, uh, prodigal living, drug, whatever I could get my hands on, smoking weed, and just lost and bound, and then about 15 years old, yeah. Jesus saved my life, mm. and it was like everything I learned my parents taught me, born and raised in the Victory Outreach San Jose Women's Recovery Home. Ooh, come on, somebody. Come on now. Women's Home Stand Up. Real uh, homeboy. Come yeah, on. so I was in the home about 10 years old. My parents ran the Victory Outreach Women's Home. Yes. So I got a front row seat in seeing people's lives delivered and transformed by the power of God at a young age. Yep. Um, I seen yep. you know women come in drug addicted. I seen women come in yelling, screaming, demon possessed. It. And in the sanctuary, get delivered by God. It was just so powerful to see God moving in people's lives. And I still see those same, some of those same women serving the Lord today in leadership and victory outreach and things like that. There it is. So um, fast forward, God saves me. Uh, I just start to, to seek him and, and his will. Yeah. And it's ministry. It's ministry. And went to Bible college for about three years. Come graduated on. Bible college. Come on. And um, I really didn't go to Bible college to be a pastor. I just went to Bible college to know my word better. There it is. And so I uh, graduated about three years later, 
and got launched into a full-time ministry. Mm. Uh, got married, my beautiful wife. Come on. Uh, we got married and we had two uh, baby girls and now we got yes. a baby boy on the way. Hey, congratulations. Yeah, so that's kind of the last 10, 10 years, 10, years. 10, 15 years in a nutshell. Man, from afar, it seemed like you've been so busy, bro. I see you a lot on uh, different platforms and things. And uh, just it's crazy because I've seen you. I remember you young. I remember you before being saved and just in the church house because I grew up the same way. Grew up in ministry. My mom and dad ran the men's home for about 14 years of my life growing up. So same thing. I get honestly... It's a privilege for us to see front row lives, men and women, get transformed. Uh, you see a lot of good people come and a lot of good people go. Mm -hmm. But the main thing is uh, when you see people come back and they just come back so humble, so hungry, because it's like there's nothing out there. There's nothing out there in the world. There's, there, there's, man, it's always in the church house is where it goes down just to see people get raised up. You were one of those guys I remember because I desired to do uh, music and then later on it ended up becoming something where I was able to do gospel rap and that was a passion that I worked on and it was because of your pastor, Pastor Ed, prophesied over me why I'm saved. Yeah. That's the whole reason why I'm here today, gave my life to God and it's a trip, man. So, small world, but I thank God for you, I thank God for your ministry that you're doing and it's a privilege, man. I also want to know and the people want to know, how was it like growing up in San Jose? Yeah, um, San Jose, big city, uh, a lot of different cultures. I thank God that I was raised in San Jose because uh, it really shaped me in a way. Yeah. Uh, ready for ministry anywhere I could go. Mm. Uh, me and my wife, the first two and a half years of our marriage, we shot out to New York to help build with a church out there, at Pioneer. And um, so I was, I was able to really relate with people on the East Coast. Um, and looking back at it, it's because... Growing up in San Jose, you have so many different cultures. Yeah. Then we went to Texas to build at a church and um, come alongside a church there in Abilene, Texas. And I was able to connect with people in Texas. Shout out but, to Abilene. Yeah. Come so on. San Jose is kind of a melting pot, kind of like yeah. they say in New York. So yeah. that had a big effect on, on my life. I, I love San Jose. I love the city. I love uh, Pink Elephant on the east side, Story and King. Whoa, whoa. Uh, that's where you get your, your fresh panduce. Um, You know, you got to go get your burritos at certain spots. Hey. La Victoria. Man, shout out to La Victoria, the orange sauce. Let's go. Um, but yeah, and, and even hearing you say Pastor Ed yeah. prophesy over your life. Come on. Um, Pastor Ed prophesied over my life as well. Right. And uh, Pastor Ed and Mitzi, they, they cracked open that city, San Jose, California. Sure they did. cracked it wide open for the yep. glory of God. My, my mom and dad got saved in Victory Outreach San Jose. And Pastor Ed and Mitzi, they came in a truck. Nothing with them. Just came in a truck with their daughter, Tanya. Believing by faith that God would make a way financially. Uh, God would make a way to open doors in the city to build a church. Yeah. And God did an amazing work there. My aunties and my uncles, my mom's brothers and sisters, they got saved yes. through the ministry of Victory Outreach. They'll Thank tell you, you that Pastor Ed Amitia would go out and witness and evangelize and win souls in the streets. So literally, my, my family got saved by radical obedience. Of course, it was the power of God and there the anointing is. of God, like Pastor Ed Morales always would yeah. say, it's the anointing that we're able to go into the ghettos. It's the anointing that we're able to go into the streets and even have wow. a voice to these people that really wow. shouldn't even give us an ear. But by the power of God, they, they give us an ear and they listen because the anointing of God has an influence and it made an impact in my family's life. And I remember Pastor Ed, um, first thing that he did was put me in a play. Pastor yeah. Ed, he directed movies and he had plays. 
and um, he put us in a play, and he told me to rap in the play. Okay. And I didn't know, you know, that I had that gifting, but God was speaking to him. Wow. And so I rapped in the play, and then from there I started rapping, you know, realizing I had a gift. Hey. And then uh, Pastor Ed, you know, sat me down in front of a, a lot of the people in the church, because Pastor Ed, he was, he was uh, ruthless with the rebukes. Come on, somebody. Sure. He just, you know, if he Come had on. something to say, he would just tell you. And um, in front of everybody, he told me at a young age, he said, you have a gifting that's at a level 10 on your life. There's a gifting of a level 10 anointing on your life, but your character is not at a level 10 right now. He goes, as soon as you allow the Lord to move in your heart and your character matches that gifting, God's going to take you on a world tour. Sure enough, you know, that was years ago. That was when I was only 13 years old. Come on. And as soon as I got older and started doing ministry, releasing songs and music, God really did take me on a world tour and that word was fulfilled yeah. on my life. And so I'm thankful for that word. Wow. Super elevated you and the calling on your life, bro. And it was a privilege to see that from over here because the whole reason why I stopped in Victory Outreach uh, Mudville is here is because of Pastor Ed. He is a sending pastor, sending church, and he sent out... Uh, uh, Pastor Victor Varela, the Duke. Shout out to the Duke. Yeah. Come on, the OG. Uh, and then after the Duke, uh, they sent Pastor Robert, which is uh, officially like the one who raised me. That was my uh, spiritual father, Pastor Rob Mays. You already know. Um, it's love, man. And not only that, we were so close to San Jose because that was like his guy. Uh, we would always, everything we did was at your guys' church because it was a regional church which also just covered everybody from, from Northern California. Mm-hmm. Like, man, it's, if it wasn't for Pastor Ed, wasn't for your guys' church for that calling him and Sister Mitzi, uh, I probably wouldn't be here. Honestly, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be here. My dad would not be saved. My mom would not be saved. My family and everybody else out here in Stockton in the 209 and uh, to different cities as well because that's where, uh, uh, man, Pastor Ed would prophesy. I've seen some things. Yeah, I've seen a lot of even in a live service, man, where he called out some things, and a month later they happened. Yeah, like literally crazy stuff that was like, that's it was too heavy. Yeah, it was heavy, and that was the calling and the mantle that he had. And you got that. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. I have that. We have that. All those who are out here from him, we are part of that lineage, that great, mighty calling that he has, and we're just taking it further this is just another platform this this is a new way of evangelizing so we pray that this reaches the masses we pray that these stories that you're hearing from our lips to your ears that it goes further than it so please share this video man comment like subscribe do what you need to do because we're going to be coming out with a lot more content with great stories like z's and everybody else to come so z also how are you uh i remember talking to you before but i want to give people up to date uh you know back in the day before you got saved you were kind of like experiencing different things in high school or maybe it started sooner than that with like drugs partying i know you were a uh, part of the in crowd i mean you're, yeah. you're a likable guy and you were invited to a lot of spaces how did you become uh like caught up in that life growing yeah. up in church and then that yeah well i really i can't say that i got caught up in that life um, because God had always separated me. I, mm-hmm. I never felt like I, I fit in with the party crowd. I never felt like I fit in with the gangs. Yep. Uh, you know, when, you, when you're yeah. raised in the Lord or when you just know that God has a calling on your life, um, you know when God has separated you. Yep. 
yeah. um, and you feel it, you feel like that's just not what God has called you to. And so you're trying to force yes. it. You're trying to force it. Come and that's on. why you use drugs because you're trying to hide the fact that God's called you. You're trying there to hide is. the fact that God's chosen you. There it is. And so um, it's just, you know, just trying to run from the calling yes. those years, um, partying, just trying to do that. Yeah. Never really satisfied, mm -hmm. you know, um, but God called me one day and just surrendering was the best thing that I could ever do. Yes. But I can't say that I was ever really caught up in it because I always felt like God had, um, he had kept me set aside. Nice. Yeah, I could relate, man, because coming from growing up in church your whole life and trying to fit in with different crowds and the party and even the bar scene, like it was not pleasing because it was fun for a little bit, but then it was like, I felt so out of place because yeah. it's like, man, I know I'm caught or I know I'm doing what I'm not supposed to be doing. And it just throws, it messes everything up. Like it, it totally throws everything off. And then you're just like, you know what? For some reason, you could just hear God calling you, yeah. calling you, no matter what you do, how far you go, the things you try to get into, God is always tugging and thank God for that. Yeah. You know and thank mean? God for, for my parents, you know, and, and you could probably relate. Um, raising us, in, I don't even think parents realize when you bring your kids to the house of God a lot, uh, you bring them and you bring them and it doesn't feel like you're making a difference. They fight you on it. Yeah. Um, there's a, I'll say it like this, a fullness about the house of God. It should be. Your, your church in, in the house of God should always feel full. Yes. Youth services should feel full. The children's ministry, if we're doing this the right way, there should be a fullness in God that the world can never match. Mm. And so I remember in the world going and partying and drinking and smoking. And I could think, I would think about the house of God. I would think about uh, how, man, this, this is cool, but there's something about the place that my parents raised me in. There's uh, something, man, I need to get back to church. Man, I need to get back to the mm, word of God because mm. there's a fullness that you can only get in Christ. Man, this fires me up. I feel real. like I'm preaching come on, come on. because there's something that only God can offer. Yes. There's something that only Christ can offer, that no drug can offer, yep. that no drink can offer. Come and on. I just want to encourage those Talk that are raising me. their children in the Lord. Come Keep on. raising them in the Lord. It might not feel like you're making yes. a difference. But I remember when I left the house of God and the plan of God, I remember like the prodigal son coming to my senses. What did the prodigal son say? He said, at my father's house. He began is. to think about his father's house. He is. thought about the fullness of his father's house. He thought about the love in his father's house. He thought about the protection in his father's house. Yes. And he says, even at my father's house, there's food to spare. Oh, come on now. So there was something in him. There was a seed in him. And his Bible says he came to his senses. And so if you've been praying for prodigal children and you raised them in the Lord, I just want to encourage you today that there has been seeds planted and there's only a fullness you can get in Christ. Wow. I mean, man, so true because no matter how many times I left and I tried to do my own thing and I try to like, I try to like get my own testimony. Like I felt like I needed to have a, a, a street or some type of thing in the world because I grew up in church and it just like, man, I felt like I needed to go find a calling. You know what I mean, like I needed to go find some type of testimony, but I didn't. And the more I try to search, uh, the more I try to look. It was like God just kept pulling me back, kept reminding me, like, man, you're not supposed to be here. This is not how you were raised. For me to do anything outside of that is out of my character because that's not where we come from. Yeah. And it's so important, man. Also, I want to get back to uh, who was, like, one of your main influences growing up that introduced you to the gospel? Because I, a lot of times for me, I was raised in church like you, and I my parents, we had to come to gang 
God's Anointed Now generation. We had to come to our youth night service. It was every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. And there was youth leaders that were over us. Yeah, men. And these were like mentors. These were uh, youth, pretty much like youth pastors, just not licensed yet. And uh, there was a few that ministered to me that would always be on me because they see me grow up. And yeah. when they see me go astray, I'm like, Beans, what are you doing, bro? Like, yeah. come on, bro. You're, come on, that's not you. Like, cut it out. Yeah. And I was just, I couldn't fight it. I couldn't deny it. But who was that like to you? Yeah, there was a lot. Uh, um, thank God for Victory Outreach and, and uh, thank God for his uh, people. Yeah. Um, there was a lot. I, I could name so many that um, they they were just pouring into us. Yeah. Uh, Joshua Len Franco, um, Joe Woolwine. There it is. Preacher. Uh, Reverend Ruben. You know? I remember uh, Reverend Ruben Marcos. taking me to minister with him different places. And, oh, my guy. Um, Jason Bonilla, um, yep. Daniel Garcia, yep. um, so many different guys and, and people. I remember uh, one night we were having a Bible study. It was a midweek service for the youth. And, right, right. Um, I think it was Joshua Lanfranco, I believe, or it could have been Joe. They were preaching about giving God everything. Mm. And me and my brother, we just we just felt the call of God. Um, ne never underestimate your responsibility as even if you're leading five people in a house, mm. uh, don't underestimate it because I remember as a young person in that room feeling the power of God. Wow. And and that person who was speaking to us took their job spirit seriously. seriously. Yeah. And it felt like the room was filled like with hundreds of people, but it was really, he was just speaking to five of us and he started to preach about giving everything to God. And Come on. Anything that, that you haven't laid down. See, this is what we need. Yes. You know, for some reason, I, I travel a lot, so... The yeah. church in America, we've kind of watered it down for young people oh, because we're it. trying to, you know, be seeker sensitive. You know, we want come young on. people to come to our youth conferences. We want young people to do this. So we're going to kind of lighten the message. Whoa. But really what called me as a young person right. was a message that was strong. Ooh. I wanted somebody to tell me that you're called to be set apart. Yes. I wanted somebody to tell me that you're chosen for more. I wanted somebody on, to man. tell me come that on. you don't have to live in bondage. I wanted right. somebody to tell me you weren't created for strongholds over your life. I wanted somebody to tell me that I could do something for God. And so, um, I just, I just remember that night uh, I, I believe it was Josh. I'm, I'm going to say Joshua Lanfranco. He preached a commitment and me and my brother, we got saved. Shout out to Josh. Yeah, yeah. We got saved and, and um, there it I, is. I, 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 I'm so thankful for those moments, those intimate moments. And my brother made up his mind that because uh, he, he had put out a challenge mm -hmm. and Joshua Lanfranco said, yeah. you know, I, I challenge somebody tomorrow to go to your school, get up on the table and preach the God. You know, Victory Hours, we don't play, yeah, no, you know, no. so he said, I challenge somebody to get up on your table at lunch and preach the gospel. And me and my brother, we just we just took it on ourselves and. Uh, mainly my brother and he, we went home and my brother said, I'm going to do it. Yes. You know? Yes. So he ended up calling, you know, and telling uh, brother Josh that, wow. and Josh said, okay, that sounds good. I'm going to be there at your school. I'm going to get a visitor pass and I'm going to see if you actually do it. That's awesome. So that's when it got real, right? Yeah. So the next day, um, we're there and the lunch, the cafeteria is packed with hundreds of hundreds of kids. We were in junior high. And um, we see Josh and Joe Woolwine uh, come into the visitor pass. They got a visitor pass. Yeah, they come into the, the school. Campus. Yeah, yeah, and they're looking at me and, and my brother. And they yeah. look at my brother. They say, are you going to do it? And, and my brother Yeah. Come on, come on. So praise God, you know. And so my brother 
Everybody was there eating, and my brother got up on the table, yes. and he just began to preach the gospel, and yeah, you could hear a pin drop. Everybody just stopped eating. They listened to what he had to say. There was an anointing on what he said, and um, God used him that day. And, and I remember moments like that because when I'm in San Jose, sometimes people tell me, are you the, are you the family, the, the brother that you know he preached on the table that day? Yeah. And so history was made that day, but it was, it was leaders like them who wow. challenged us and paved the way. See, see, I feel like it's so important to pay homage to those who went before us, whether they're still here, God used them at that time. So while you're in church right now, where you're doing youth ministry, while you're over the usher ministry, whatever ministry you find yourself getting involved in, step out and speak life, man. Throw it out there. Because you never know. No, If they didn't get challenged, who would have known that would have propelled them and prepared them for what they're doing today, this very day? So speaking about Big Bro, let us know about kind of like your, your siblings. Who's in the family? Yeah. Break down the tree a little bit for us. It's your media family, so we yeah. so we can kind of get, come on. Yeah, I have a little brother, Rocky, who's at the mother church right now. Let's go, Rocky. Uh, serving the Lord uh, in leadership, doing, doing his thing. Yes, love, love my little brother. Come on. Um, I have a big brother, Danny, who's living in uh, Arizona. Big Dan, let's uh, go. Yeah, I have, I have a, a little sister, Christina, who's in Manteca. Yep, yep. And um, I believe that's all of us. Yeah, that's yeah, that's all of Come us. On. I have a, I have a half sister. You know, um, her yep. name's Nicole, and she's in San Jose. Shout out to so. Nicole, holding it down. Yeah, let's go. Um, also, man, what I want to get to now is uh, what's a very unique memory that we're going back. What's a very unique memory for you with Pastor Ed? I remember. Um, you know, one thing about Pastor Ed is that he never made you feel like you, how old you really were. Like Come when on. I was a young, I, I was just, so I was best friends with little Ed. Yeah. Little yeah. Ed. How many loves my Ed? guy? Come man. on, somebody. Little Ed. Ed is a history maker. Come yes. on, somebody. Yes. <laughs> that was my bro. Um, we were best friends. And so, um, Pastor Ed, I, I remember one time he was going to Newport Beach, yep, yep. and they were vacationing with their family, and he took he took me with them, and um, nice. it was a privilege to be there. I was hanging out with little Ed, having fun, and then um, we were out there on the beach with him. He, he invited me and little Ed to walk with him to the beach, and uh, you know, post up right there, he had his his chair, his lawn chair, and then we sat next to him, and he just began to ask us questions, and and I promise you, we weren't any older than. I, I couldn't have been any older than 10, 9 or 10. Yeah. And he just began to talk to us like if we were older and didn't make us feel like our thoughts were insignificant. Mm. He just began to ask us. And wow. I, I love that. I had a pastor this way, but he just said, how can we reach your schools? He started asking us about our schools. Wow. He's like, how, how can we reach your school? And then me and little Ed, we would tell him like, oh, you know, maybe if we do a play like, you know, Duke of Earl, like we want to be like you, you know? Yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. like, okay, well, if you want to do that, then write it. He told us, write it. Wow. So I remember us going back to the beach house that night and writing it. Yeah. But he would have those conversations with us and really make us feel a part of, right? Yeah, yeah just feel a part like we're somebody. Yes. And I think that's a huge part of leadership. If you're a pastor, leader, minister, I I would submit this to you that a huge part is making people feel seen mm. that when people come into your presence, you let them know you see them because wow. the truth is many of us are hurting and, and, and we cover it up and we come to church, but many of us are hurting mm. and leadership. There's a specialty in leadership to be able to see somebody past what they're giving on the surface. There it is. And I love pastor Ed for that. He, um, I love that he would always talk sports with me. 
Yeah. He knew he knew I liked sports and the yeah. Raiders. So he, I, I wanted to be in the NFL. That's what I always tell him. You know, Pastor, Ann, I want to be in the NFL. And he would say, okay, you could do that. Just make sure you pay your tithes when you get there. And so he would Come tell on. me that Pastor Ann was on it. And so I, I love that he always connected with me that way. Yeah. You know, and then I remember spending the night at Pastor Ed's house with, with little Ed. And yep, yep. he would come in every night and pray over us. And he would hold our hands and he would, he would pray over us. Wow. And he just took the time, you know, took the time. And you might not think that's significant to kids. Or, mm. you know, we were just little, but... It was very significant. Yes. It, it was it was significant to feel like we were somebody, to feel Man. like we were a part. And then and then he would put us in the plays. You know, like, he would use you. Yes, he would use us he, because we had the play. Uh, it was called um, from the bay, right? Yes, and I remember that. He had a whole script written out, and there was no kids in the script. It was just an adult, you know, uh, in the adults in the play, yep. and. He seen me and little Ed running around the practice because we were just there. Yeah. And he made a he made a, a role for us. He said, "Do you guys want to be in this?" And we're like, wow. "Yeah." So we became the younger we became the opening version, the younger version of the older people. Oh, so when the tight. play opened up, he did. Uh, we we were the oh, we were the kids. Yes. And then the very next scene, it goes to the and we to were the out of the play from there. But he made a way for us to be used by God, and wow. and it's moments like that that um, prepared us for, you know, I believe prepared us for ministry. So. Definitely, man. That's so important to make other people feel important, to, to, to show them worth and value and that you're paying attention and that you care. That makes a big impact, man. I want to go back to uh, a little bit before all the saved, kind of like the struggle of where you were before you gave your life to God. Like, what, was, there a, was there any addiction? Was there any relationships? Was there a distraction? Pretty much distractions. Yeah, from what you were called to do. Give us a little breakdown of that. Yeah, uh, right before I gave my life to Christ, I was so bound by pill addiction. Any pills I could find, steel, right. Oxycontin, Vicodin. Pill popping. Yeah, pill popping. Um, and I remember almost overdosing one day on Oxycontin, and I called out to God. My heart was beating way too slow, and wow. I just called out to God. I'm like, God, I'm sorry. And he, he saved me, delivered me from that. Um, I was in a relationship. I had a girlfriend in high school, and... I remember the night I knew God had wanted me to get away from all of that. And so my, my uncle and my auntie, they lived in Manteca. Yeah. My Nino Ben and Nina Valerie and my cousin Isaiah Saldivar had just gotten saved in Manteca. And so, Isaiah. yeah, shout out to Isaiah Saldivar. And I knew that I had to leave San Jose because I was so bound in my relationship and drug addiction. Yeah. I had to leave and go live with my uncle for a little bit. I had to. I knew it in my go heart. Separate. Yeah. yeah, it was God. It was God telling me to leave San Jose. And um, I remember I came to my mom there in my struggle, and I just said, Mom, I, I got to go. You know, I, I, I'm going to die out here. And I remember my mom saying, pack your bags. We're going tonight. She didn't wow. even call and ask my uncle yet. Yep. She didn't call and ask my auntie. Immediately. She just, yeah, she just said. And even, even in the middle of my school year, I was in school. And um, she didn't pay no mind to that. She brought mom. me up here, um, dropped me off with my uncle and my aunt. Yes. And that was the moment God started to deliver me wow. um, from everything. That's awesome, man. Yeah. It's so important, the response. Because I remember uh, when I got, I, Pastor Ed prophesied to me at Spirit Week in San Diego. And I was with my boy Bobby Mays, just visiting him. He was in the training center already. And I was just visiting him. And Pastor Ed prophesied over me, right? And it was so, the cra it was a crazy word where like, I'm going to do life in Pelican Bay for something that I didn't even do. But the response, when they saw it uh, online, when they saw the, the, the Got a call from Pastor Pastor Rob right after that, like, hey, he called my dad, told my dad what happened, and they were like, this dude, 
I don't even think he should come back, Dave. I don't even think he should come back. The response had to be immediate because it was like, I'm going to go to prison for life for something that I didn't even do. Yeah. And then the people that I was hanging out with, like, I wasn't a shooter like that. Yeah. But for some reason, you know, whatever, uh, only God knows, I would, I would hang around people that were shooters or they were really involved in that lifestyle. And it was attracting to me, but I never was, I wasn't about that life. I yeah. wasn't a shooter like that. I would kick it with people. I'd rap and whatever but what happened was uh the response that we got it was like hey you literally have three days pack your stuff i'm sending you to the training center i wasn't even old enough to be in the training center yeah side note you know what i mean yeah i wasn't even old enough to be in there but they made, they made room for me because they were all there yeah. and heard the word that i got and they were like hey we got to get this dude in whatever we got to do just bring him in i dropped out of i don't promote this but i dropped out of high school to go to the training center because it was like that that urgent. So yeah. if, if the, the response is immediate and uh, man, it's so important to act on that. So if you have a young one, if you have a son, a daughter, or your life, if you're looking at something and you feel like the, you need to make a move, make your next move the best move, man, and do what you gotta do. Drop, quit, cut it out, yeah. turn from it, right. and run to God. Yeah, um, and especially right now more than ever, Right now is the time that God's going to bring prodigal sons and daughters back home. Right now is the time to get fully surrendered to Jesus. Right now is the time to, yeah. to live holy. Right now is the time to get free and to stay free. Yes. 2023 is the year to have integrity. I believe those that with integrity will be honored. I believe 2023 is a season where God is going to raise up a standard against the devil. Yes. I believe this is a year that you need to raise up a standard against the devil. I believe you need to get the devil out of your home, kick him off the TV, off go. of your music playlist. I believe we got to get convicted. Ooh, and on. I believe this year we have to stay focused. We have to stay focused. There I was thinking about all of the people that... We, we, we preach about Jesus, the Apostle Paul. And one common thing that you would see in our heroes is that there was a focus to their life. Mm -hmm. And right now it's so easy to be distracted. Yes. Social media. And we can look to the right or to the left. But God's looking for a people that stays focused Come right on. now. That's so important, man. Sometimes I heard a message. It was at a convention. And they were saying uh, there was an altar call. And there was a lot of young people there with their cameras. And they were recording. And they were at this heavy preaching heavy altar God's moving crazy atmosphere we're life-changing atmosphere and a lot of people were had their phones out at the altar and then uh, the preacher was like man you're so focused on capturing the moment instead of uh, the moment capturing you wow. and then everybody conviction hit everybody <clears throat> like me told him put your phones down this is an altar call for you I didn't come here to get seen on television or whatever yeah. the platform there Instagram whatever and then just God moved, boom. And I remember that altar call, man, brokenness, because it was like a, a seriousness or urgency of like, we want to uh, capture it with the phone, but the whole time God's trying to capture us. Yeah. And just in allowing him to do that. So great point, man. Also, I want to talk about, um, I want to talk about the, uh, what makes pills a unique addiction? Like what, what is it about pills that they choose that over other drugs? What do yeah. you think? What, what was it for you? I know for me, it was that um, there was you could hide it. You know, pills mm -hmm. were real easy to hide. You, you know, you smoke weed, you kind of smell like weed. You know, yeah, facts. You, you, and then you could tell people could tell, hey, that person's eyes red. red. Yeah, for me, I could just be able to hide it more. I could be high and just more chill, but mm. there was no signs to notice. Um, and I, I think sometimes that that's that's a big part. That's of it. a big part. Yeah, yeah, no trace, no no backtrack on that. 
Yeah. Crazy, man. Let's talk about how uh, you think drugs and the, are like a pandemic right now. Because we just went through, uh, I know for me personally, the job that I have, we just got training on how to use Narcan mm -hmm. and uh, for fentanyl. You know, so there's, they're putting this crazy drug in a lot of drugs now. Yeah. And uh, it's just a heavy, a crazier drug. What do you feel about that for this generation right now? Yeah, I, I feel like um, I feel like a lot of people don't want to deal with reality. A lot of people don't mm. want to deal with truth. Um, the devil is so he's such a liar. He's such a manipulator that he first fills people, you know, with shame and guilt uh, from, you know, maybe they made a mistake and they get weighed down with shame and guilt. So then you want to heal the shame and the guilt. You want to yeah. ease that pain. So now, you know, here, take a drug, take a pill, smoke, whatever, and then it, the pain's going to go away. And then you don't realize that the devil's just digging you deeper wow. and deeper in sin. Then the shame, then the drugs, then the drugs bring more shame until he ultimately kills you. Mm. And then somebody just says, you know, what? I'm going to end my life because I've tried every drug. I've tried every pill. That's, that's why in, in the body of Christ, we need to tell people about Jesus now more than ever is because we have the answer. We have the answer to these people's problems. We have the healing there to their is. pain. And some people, Come they're on. just down that, they're down in the dirt. They're down in the mire and the devil's beating them down. And you have the answer when you, when you walk by them at work or you walk by them at school or the, the store. You have the ability to say, hey, you don't have to try to find peace in, a, in alcohol. You don't have to try to find peace in a pill. You can find peace in Christ yes. and share your testimony yes. because that's what the devil's doing. Ultimately, we know the devil comes to steal kill and destroy that's just the bottom line and so he's going to use drug addiction yeah he's going to use depression yep. until you ultimately kill yourself or he can kill you mm. that's his goal he wants to get you involved in gang violence so you end up in a shootout and then you die yep. and now you know now you're done you it's over and then he wants to get you to do a drug overdose so you die because he wants to kill you yep. he wants to get you to kill yourself suicide right now is at a rate that it's never been at especially amongst millennials young people gen z yep. they can't live with themselves why because they need hope they need hope they need hope and what do we have we have the hope of glory living on the inside of us and so you know I, I get fired up because i'm like wow if we knew what we carry and, and, and we really understand that this world is asking. The Bible says that all of creation groans mm. for the sons and daughters of God to be made manifest. Which means co-workers, people at the store, your, your friends that you know, family members that you know that are depressed. They're groaning, waiting. It says in eager expectation for the sons and daughters of God to rise up mm. and do something, Come say on. something. I, I was just at a restaurant the other day with my wife and I looked at the young lady who was serving us and... I just knew we were there to, to preach to her. And I, I just said, look, I, I got to tell you, God loves you. And we didn't come here to eat. We, we come here for you. God, God has a plan for your life. And he said, that's all I said. That's all I said. Yeah. And she just began crying and crying. She said, I just moved here from out of state. I moved here with my boyfriend. That didn't work out like I thought. Yeah. I've been down. I've been out. And so, man, we have hope. We, you, you know, I, I love that the Apostle Paul writes, um, may the God of hope fill you. Because, because we talk about Alpha and Omega, we talk about Jehovah Jireh, my provider, all the names of yeah. God. But one of my favorite names of God is that he's the God of hope. 
He gives us hope for a brighter day. You could have a hard night, but when you wake up in the morning and you mm. got Christ, you have hope for that day. Yes. You could live a whole life filled with depression. And I know Abishai and everybody yes. in this room, you can know what I'm talking about. Without Christ, we had no hope. No hope. We had no hope. But when Christ came into our life, what does he say? I came to give you a hope and a future, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. And all of a sudden, we have something to look forward to. We can look forward to God using us. We can look forward to feeling his presence in the morning. We can look forward to feeling his joy during the day. We can look forward to the blessings he's going to bestow on our children. We have something to look forward to. And the world right now is drug addicted. Yeah, there's a pandemic of drugs. Why? Because they don't have hope. And they're trying to find it in a needle. They don't have hope. They're trying to find it in a pill. That's they right. don't have hope. Man, I, 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 we had a young lady come to our church there in Antioch. We're helping in Antioch now. Yeah. And she fired me up. She uh, went up and shared her testimony. And, and I was, I was kind of going through it that day. It was a Thanksgiving service. Oh, and um, they chose to have her tell her testimony. She's new to our church. I've seen her a couple of times. I've seen her every time she's at church just kind of like giving her, her all to God. And she refired me up because she said her testimony and it brought me back to my first love. Wow. It reminded me why we do what we do. That's good. And she just started to say, you know, just, you know, last month, this is what her saying. I, um, I was so depressed. I'm a single mom. And she's mm. there in Antioch, right? Mm. Single mom, a treasure. This is what we do. This is why we do what we do. It's because there's treasures. Come on now. There's so many treasures to, to, to pull out. There's so many treasures. God, God has treasures for us to dig out. Yes. And, and she says, I, I was a single mom just, you know, living my life in depression. And I wanted to end it all because I had no hope. There it is. So she said, so she said, I went to a hotel room. I booked a hotel room. This is to her telling her testimony. I was already crying as she was saying it. She's like, I booked a hotel room. And as I booked that hotel room, I, I downed a whole bottle of pills. I don't remember what pills she said. She goes, but I wanted to die. And I, I downed a whole bottle of pills. She said three days later, I don't remember nothing else except three days later, my parents found me walking through the mall. They had been looking for me for three days. Wow. My parents found me walking through the mall not knowing who they were, not knowing who I was. The pills had her lost out of her mind and her parents found her walking through the Antioch Mall, mm. Antioch, California. Yeah. And she was walking through the mall not knowing who she was, who they were. They, they got her off the, you know, she came down, she came to the church. And the God of hope filled her heart. The God of hope touched her. The God of hope showed her that he has a plan for her and her son and, and her baby. The God of hope, that's what God does. That's what he did for you and I. And, and, and you should have heard her testify because all she kept saying after she told her testimony, all she kept saying was, I feel so full. I feel so filled now. And she kept saying, I remember life was empty. All I remember is I, I felt incomplete. Life was empty. But Jesus fills us up. Yes. The Holy Spirit comes and fills up all the empty spaces. And all of a sudden, there's no room for you to do drugs. You don't even want to do drugs. That all of a sudden, part. there's no room for you to drink. You don't even want to drink because he fills you up so much that there's no room for anything else but him. Mm. And I just remember her sharing that testimony, and, and it brought me back to my first love. And I, had, I left that place looking, looking for treasures in the store, wow. looking for another treasure in, in, in work, because they're still out there. They're, out there. they're still out there. They're out there. There's still beings, you know, more out there. There's Come still on. Anthony's out there. There's still Abishai's out yes. there that have yet, they have yet to hear mm. about the power of God. Maybe they, they know about church, but God, they don't need to know about your church all the time. They need you to demonstrate yes. 
The gospel of Jesus Christ, when you show up, you need to be like a Peter. And you need to say, silver and gold have I not. Mm. But what I do have, I give unto thee. Get up and walk. Come on. Get up and walk out of that depression. Come Get on. up and walk out of that suicidal thoughts. That's not for you. God loves you. Do you, know, do you know where we would be if our generation knew that God loved them? Do you know where we would be if, if every one of us in this room and in the church, when we went out, we simply told people how much God loved them. Yeah. God loves you, man. But we, we, we stay quiet. We stay, and I'm preaching to myself. I need, I need, to, I need to, to take the initiative because somebody out there needs to just know that God loves them. Somebody out there needs to know that God sees them. That's somebody it. out there needs to know that God has hope for them. And they don't have to die in their drug addiction. Yeah, they don't right. have to die in that abusive relationship. Right. They right. don't have to die to suicide. They don't have to. God is a God, that's, that's what the Apostle Paul says, may the God of hope fill you up. And this is important even for leaders. Yeah, come on. Talk and we don't us. forget that we serve the God of hope because ministry gets hard. People backstab you. People, yeah. people say they want help and then you, you help them and they talk about you. Yeah. Then they turn their back on you. Pastors know what I'm talking about. You're come in ministry on. and you're come sowing on. and you're laboring and you're laboring. And you start feeling hopeless in ministry. Mm. There you are in your city and you're like, I'm hopeless, man. I don't even know why I joined ministry. But you know what? When you spend time with God, the God of hope will fill you. Yes. And then you're going to be like, you know what? I got strength to go another round. Yes. You know what? I know why I'm here. I know why God saved me. And I know why God called me to ministry. I was just preaching today in our, in our Holy Ghost Thursday about integrity. And I said the greatest message we could preach with our lives yeah. is not behind a pulpit. It's when you, in the hour of temptation, because there's always an hour of temptation for all of us. Facts. The devil comes and knocks at a certain moment, and you could relate with yeah. this maybe, but Church I've been Lord. in ministry, and I've had hard months in ministry. Such hard months, yeah. backstab, betrayal, uh, trauma, whatever it is, and the devil's whispering in my ear, just go and drink a 40 like you used to. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Can be real? real. Just go and drink a 40. Just... Yeah. Hit the liquor store. Nobody will know. You're 21, right? You, you can do what you want. Yeah. And you know what? God's still going to love you. There's the grace of God. But you know what? The greatest mm. message I could ever preach Come is on. in those moments, I don't run to a substance. I run to the source. That part. And I get on my knees. On. And I say, I don't need a 40. Yes. I don't need alcohol. All that's going to do is pollute my mind even more. Come I on. need a touch, a fresh touch of the Holy Ghost. Come on, I need a fresh touch of the anointing of God. And, yes. and when I do that, when I go to the well, Come on. when I go to the source, God renews me. He, re he renews me. Yes. He strengthens me. And I'm ready to, man, you know what? I don't even know why I was tripping on yeah, that. Tripping. But integrity. The Bible says that integrity literally leads to your children's blessings. Wow. Break that down. <clears throat> it says in Proverbs, it wow. says that a righteous man who keeps his integrity, yes. blessings will follow his children after him. That's so literally, word. because of my, because of your parents and my that. parents, we can yes. say this, that our parents serve the Lord. Yes. We are running into blessings right now. Right now. That were due to my parents and your parents' Ooh, obedience because they kept their integrity. And, and not only that, but now because we keep our integrity, because yes. we're going to be like the Apostle Paul says, yes. I'm going to try to walk worthy of the call. Come on now. now, my children, when I'm gone, yeah. when they're 30, when they're 40, when they're 20, all of a sudden, a blessing is going to hit their life. And they're not going to know where it came from, how it happened, but it's going to be because their parents kept their integrity. 
Man. I feel it sometimes. I'm walking through my life and all of a sudden I get hit. Ooh. I get hit with a blessing. And I'm like, Ooh. I did nothing to deserve that blessing. Fact. That just blessing just hit my life. But the Bible says that that blessing was because my mom and daddy kept their integrity. True, true story. Those, so, so this is why you got to keep your integrity in the hour of temptation. When Delilah's knocking at your door, there husbands, fathers, pastors, leaders. When, when lust is knocking at your door telling you to go on that website. Come when on. Delilah's knocking at your door trying to tempt you Come and be on. unfaithful. This is us. why you have to be faithful and have integrity because your children's yes. blessing depends on it. Man, that's heavy. Your children's blessing is dependent on your integrity. Think about that. It's Bible. That's, that's not me. It's the Bible. And when you don't have integrity, you open the door for the devil to hit your family. Wow. When you don't have integrity, you swing the door wide open for the devil to come into your kid's life, for the devil to hit your, your, your children. Mm. But when there's integrity, there is a supernatural protection Covering. upon your life. You don't even know it, but when you walk in integrity, angels surround your house. Yes. You don't even know it, but when you walk in integrity, the spirit of the Lord surrounds your home. And the devil does not have access. And I, and I preach that. The reason why I preach that is because... In this past year, especially 2022, I, I've seen, you know, men of God and, and pastors even, and yeah. even not just pastors, but dads and fathers that didn't keep their integrity. Yeah. And they got found out. Oh, you're going to find out. And they hurt. They hurt yeah. their children. They hurt their church. Mm. They hurt their marriage. Mm. What is the prayer of Jabez? The prayer of Jabez is God. Is what he says. Prayer of Jabez. Ready? God, give me... A way to, to, to remain from evil that I might not cause any pain. Oh. Sin and evil causes pain. Hey. You might not think I'm not hurting nobody by, by doing what I'm doing and making the decisions. I can make no. the decisions I want to make. No, you oh. are causing pain yes. when you sin. Yes. And you allow the devil to rule and reign in your life. Yeah. And so I think that this year, more than ever, is, is a year to fear the Lord. Yeah. Because he, he is... The lion and he is the lamb. Come on. He's dealt he's dealt with me graciously before, but he's also pulled my covers before oh, yes. for my to love me, to Come show on. me, hey, I'm a, I'm doing this to get your attention. Because yeah. I've had grace on you, I've had grace on you. But if you want to continue to walk like that, I'm gonna pull your covers to get your attention. And I just think this is the year yes. Come for on. people to stop living in secret sin. Yes. Come on. For what? Come for on. what? Why live in secret sin and bondage? It's not even fun. It's when fun. you could walk in freedom and actually have the joy of the Lord. Yeah. When you could walk in freedom and you can actually come to the house of God and you can lift your hands and be Freely. happy. Freely. Freely. Come on. You, we, we don't want to see you continue to come here and God doesn't want to see you continue no. and you're always broke down because you keep going back to the same vomit, the same sin. God says this year, 2023, I want you to get free and I want you to stay free. We serve a God that can break the devil's momentum. You, we like sports. We all like sports. You know, you got, you got the momentum changes games. Right, right. When, when a team has the momentum, you can't stop can't them. Can't stop that. But when God's presence touches your life, it's a momentum changer on the enemy. Mm -hmm. So if you're dealing with anything right now, depression or, or strongholds, bondage that has your mind, one touch from the power of God, God captures the, the momentum of your life. And Come you just got to ride that wave of momentum. That's yeah. so heavy. That's a word for everybody that's tuning in. All the viewers right now, look, man, turn away from whatever you're doing. Turn to God. This is the year. We've been feeling it in the atmosphere. We've been feeling it in services, in our prayer closets. The atmosphere is shifting, and God's calling. Like you said, God's calling back the prodigals. If you were called at one time, if you were found yourself in church or ministry or just grew up in church, 
Now's the time to come back. Now's the time to live for God. Now's the time to be that example. Because I remember growing up hearing, uh, uh, sometimes we might be the only Bible someone ever reads. So the way you carry yourself, your integrity, uh, the, the, your character, all these things come into effect, man, when you are serving God and you're trying to make a difference in uh, what you're doing. Amen. So also, see, I want to ask another question, man. Yeah. I know we, we've been going in and it has been amazing, man. I can feel the energy in the room. I can feel the presence of God just moving because it's stirring me up, you guys. But shout out to Mario with the loudest door, the loudest door crack, crack in the world. <laughs> Come on. That boy cracked that door. It's like the open. slower he went, yes. the, the louder. Like, <laughs> praise God, man. But look. God wants to shut those doors in your life. Come on. Come on. Let's flip it. Let's flip it. Flip it for the God glory wants to God. shut those doors in come your on. life. And that anointing, that oil that you carry, he could throw that, he could throw that oil on those hinges. Come on. We need come that on. oil on the hinges. So we can swing the, the, the windows of heaven open on us. Yeah. Pour out a blessing, man. God has favor for not only you, not only me, not only Z, but for our children's children. By the way that we live our lives, by the way that we carry ourselves, what we do today does affect our future yeah it does it can change it can switch things up because just like how god has a plan for our lives so does the enemy he has a strategy in serving god living with integrity being accountable letting people in your lives not being uh what a, a christian hermit yeah being yeah. by yourself living on an island not letting people in this is very important man especially uh you know as you as you get some years in ministry or you've been hurt or uh, some things have been done to you and you feel because church hurt is a real thing. I yeah. mean, we could, we could break down a little bit of that. Like church hurt is a real feeling. It's a real emotion, but it's honestly the <coughs> relationship that you have with the Lord that will carry you out. And the yeah. way, and, and it's kind of like what we say, like make your next move, your best move. Yeah. Sometimes we, we do the wrong play or we make the wrong move. And like he said, we're not the only ones that get affected by sin. Sin is like, it messes up everything. Everybody's affected by it that's close yeah. to us. And it's so important, man, to have a life of repentance, to have a heart that will turn from whatever you're doing, whatever you find yourself doing, turn and run back to God. Because now is the time. 2023 is a year, man, where, like you said, I've been feeling that too. Like It's like, honestly, those who humble themselves... Those who think lowly of themselves, those who put others before them, those are the people that are going to be elevated because God can trust in people. Yeah. God can trust those who don't look at themselves as like, oh, you know, I'm too good for that or I'm too good to do this or, or, or you know, those who step out for God, God will meet you where you're at, man. Yeah. God's hand is not too short to reach you where you're at. So with that being said, I also want to go in on uh, how or when was the first time you realized you were gifted? Um, yeah, um, we're going to go into the giftings and how yeah. God uses you. Yeah. I think, uh, when we did, probably when we did that play, the that, play. that pastor Ed had us do yeah. the rap for, um, just writing the rap Come and on. then, uh, you know, getting up on stage and then trying to, trying to do that. Yeah. Um, I, I felt like, oh, okay. Like I might have, might have a gift. Yeah. I might be able to write something, you felt know, that calling. Come on. Yeah. So awesome, man. Okay. How, how did you know you were called to do music? Like, was it from that? That was the play where after that it was like, 
you started writing or you got serious about it? Or yeah, I have to show love to, I, I don't know if you know Daniel Garcia, Danny G. Oh yeah, Dan's my guy. He tried to beat me up the first time we met. Oh my Remember gosh. Remember we, we were at a winter retreat in San Bernardino and it was, uh, it was Little Sunny, you know me, Pastor Ed's daughter. Mm -hmm. and she was like the leader of the crew. Bro, from San Jose. Oh yeah, Sunny. She was like, she was no joke, bro. Oh yeah. If you, if Sunny didn't approve of you, it's going down. Oh she, yeah, yeah. She had a squad that will like, they'll go hit you up, <laughs> like San Jose days of like, where you from, bro? Well, man, I'm from NorCal too. <laughs> like for whatever reason though, D, D did not like me. Yeah, he yeah. hit me. I was like, what are you looking at? Like to just hit me up oh, crazy. And you know he's gangster. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean, he was gang. He was with the business, and I was like, bro, what are you talking about, bro? Like I'm. I'm I'm ready to give my life to God. Like, so it was like, you know, I, I, it was crazy, but he hit me up. And then after that, years later, bro, we became tight. That's dope. We became tight because he got into music. He knew I was doing music. He was doing videos. He just excelled at what he was doing. Yeah. And we were tight after that. You know what I mean? After that little altercation. Once Sonny gave me the green light. You're good. You're come good. Come on. I was Gucci. I was You're like, good. hey, man, Beans is solid. That's the homie. Don't even trip. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, he rocking with us. So I got a pass. Shout out to Sonny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but go ahead. Break yeah, yeah, down yeah. Dan, Saying yeah, Daniel G. He, he um, when when uh, he heard me rap at that first thing, yeah, um, he he started to pick me up and and play beats and stuff. Come on, and so it was it was just dope. He he really believed in me because I thought it was like, oh this is cool, but I'm not gonna take it serious. Yeah, but he started encouraging me. You gotta take it serious. You know, I really see like God's gifted you, and so he would drive me around, put instrumentals on. Just let and, you gas. And just let me, yeah, just let yeah. me gas. You know, tell me you gotta write every day. Come you gotta on. write every day. And he developed a friendship with me and, and showed me love. And so, That's God awesome. really used That's him right. in my life during that time. Arise, you know, as I got older, I met Arise, Come on. And, and he uh, allowed me to record my whole first album in his studio. Yes. I didn't have nothing to offer him, and God used him. So there's a lot of people that cultivated the gift. Arise is the goat, man. He's yeah. Stockton native, man. Arise put me in so many different positions, man. Uh, that I just, they're still coming. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot more to come, cause uh, we're not done yet. But shout out to Arise too. Shout out to Rizzy. Rise and shine, man. Let's go. Also, uh, how did you know you were called to be a pastor, and how long have you been a minister for? Yeah, um, I've been a minister. Let's see, I'm, uh, it's been about seven years. Nice. Come on. Okay, no, no, I'm not. I'm, I don't got my timeline right. That's not true. It's been about five. Five. Yeah, it's been about five. Solid. That's though. that's right. That's right. Solid. Come on. Um, and I, I didn't really know that I was called to be a pastor. I just joined Bible college because I wanted to just grow in the word. Yes. I knew I was called to preach. I feel like I'm more of an evangelist, uh, at yeah, least right yeah, now. Yeah. Like the calling of God is just evangelizing, going out. We all see that for sure. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I feel like I lean more towards. But um, going to Bible college, getting my bachelor's in theology, and then graduating as a pastor Come from on. my Bible college, Come and then on. getting sent out to these different churches to yeah. help build. Um, I have been able to pastor people yeah. and develop a, a, just a love for people. And, and um, so, yeah, that's, that's so, kind of how so it is. So pretty much like a modern-day apostle. Because from watching what you do and going from different uh, churches, ministries, God using you, and you can tell God's hand is on you because the next city that you go to, it's, there's always an elevation. There's yeah. always like a next level Z and when I see clippings or when I see footage or when yeah. you send me stuff, I'm just hearing it through the music, the albums that you send me, like just to check out before they drop. It's like, I'm hearing it and I'm like, man, God is like, just like always, you go from glory to glory, like next That's level, next say. level, you raise the bar 
And uh, I like that because you stay on the cutting edge. Yeah. You stay there. And the way that you do that, like we hear that a lot, like stay on the cutting edge, stay, you know, people will say stay relevant. Yeah. People will say uh, reinvent yourself. Right. But um, I, I don't like to really, the way I feel like you should do that is in the presence of God. Because mm. if you're close to him and you're in prayer, he's going to give you relevant words for, for that generation, for, for who Come you're on. speaking to. All right, Zeke, man, real quick, I want to also ask, man, what do you have planned this year uh, as far as to do with, like, your marriage? What are some goals? What are some things that you set out this year that you're going to accomplish with your children? Like, what are some things that you have? Uh, let the people in a little bit of what you got going on this year. Yeah, yeah, me and my wife, we wrote down a priority list uh, start the year. Come and, on. Uh, we don't want our priorities to get all mixed up. It, we really literally wrote it down, and wow. it was... Time with God first and foremost, encountering God. Number because one. if you don't do that, you, nothing else works. Then the second is time with each other, um, our relationship, sowing into that. Not the kids. Our, our second priority is each other. Ooh, then the third on. is the That's kids. Um, and then so on and so forth to the brothers and sisters in Christ, relationships, and then work. You know, you got to have work in there. So kind of just staying focused on my priorities. Yeah. And whatever that looks like, I don't have like a goal or big plan. Yeah. But whatever that leads us into yep. um, this year, if we could stay focused on our priorities, I believe it's going to be a year of, of prosperity. It's going to be a fruitful year, you guys. Priority lead to prosperity. Priorities, prosperity. Man. Yeah, yeah. Come on, double P. Come on. Let's go. Okay, Z, I want to know what's one of the biggest challenges that you faced in your walk with God? Yeah, um, I, I think um, the challenge of... In ministry, uh, I, I faced a hard challenge of doubt. Okay. Uh, recently, I had a, a valley of doubt. Yeah. Um, feeling like I, I wasn't called, feeling like my music wasn't good enough. Mm. That was a big giant. Yeah. Um, just this doubt thing came over. I knew it was from the enemy because I just doubted. Um, I, I think one thing that you face as you, you're in ministry for some time, and I haven't been in it forever, just 10 years, but one of the things the devil challenges is the goodness of God mm. in your mind. Like, I think in ministry, there's so much that happens and um, the devil hits you and there's heartbreak, there's loss, there's disappointment. And the devil will always try to challenge your, your seeing God as good. Mm. And I think that's been one of the biggest things in, yeah. in the season that I've been in recently. Um, can I... Can I weather the storm and still come out of it believing that God is good? Wow. Can I take the, the loss? Can I take the suffering that I go through and be like the Apostle Paul? Yeah. And say I'm, I'm blessed but not cursed. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pressed but not crushed. There it persecuted, is. not abandoned. abandoned. Um, struck down but not destroyed. Hey. Blessed beyond the curse for his promises will endure. And his joy is going to be my strength. That's it. I think that's the biggest thing is just trying to still believe that God is good uh, yeah. even when the devil hits my mind. Wow, that's very important, man. Also with that, I want to know what's one of the biggest victories that you've had? What's one of the one of the biggest, like, something that we can celebrate with the people, man? Um, I, I, I would say, my, it's going to sound like a deep answer, but I, I take a lot of a lot of pride in looking at my daughters in the eyes and telling them that that I'm that your daddy's faithful yes. to to his wife to my wife and that uh, that's a huge victory for me. Being able to look at my daughters and and read them the Bible and know that 
that I'm doing my best to live, live the Bible and looking at my daughters and telling them, hey, you know, be happy, baby, and them not looking back and wondering why I'm not happy. These are all like victories that we should be going after. Yes. Um, just really living on authentically in the will of God. Yeah. And everything else, the accomplishments in music and all that, uh, is secondary to me. Yeah. Uh, I really want to. Uh, I want to see my family. There I want it to is. See my family the, serve the Lord. The home front is number one. Yeah. It's your first ministry. Yeah. Come on now. Very important. Uh, also, what do you feel God has called you to do right now? Um, I feel like right now God has, uh, called me to, I honestly feel like I'm called to come alongside churches mm. and, uh, come be, uh, just be a boost, a spiritual boost, yes. um, to, to encourage pastors and leaders and, um, bring, bring a fresh fire yeah, and, come on. and, um, reach lost souls with them and, um, br just bring some flavor, you know, there switch things up, a, a change of pace. And help build God's church, the, the local church. Yes. Um, and, and I feel like, and I also feel a call with the music that, um, yeah. the music yeah. that God's been giving me. I know that people are, are listening and I know people get transformed. So I feel a call to music and then I also feel a call to the church. The, the most beautiful entity is, is the church of Jesus Christ, you know, where we're not perfect. But this yes. is where this is where God touched our lives, yes. you know. Come on, this is where God this is what God uses to save people and deliver people. So this what this is phase one. You know I mean, this yeah. is like the this is the common ground. This is where we all come together and we got one mind, one likeness, and one purpose. Serve God, please God. That's so dope, man. To be because uh, when I when I when you said that, like to be a boost, I'm just thinking confidence booster. Yeah. Like everybody loves that person. I remember in high school. I had a boy that was, uh, you know, he didn't have money, he didn't, he didn't dress the flies, but he was always there, he was always down the ride, he would kick it, and he was just like, would, would boost people's confidence, because he would just pump you up. Yeah, He yeah, was just yeah. like a, like, kind of like a hype man, yeah. not saying that we need spiritual hype men, but someone that could, uh, uh, there, you have to live it, you know yeah. what I mean, to actually, when you say stuff, and you, you, you pour into somebody and you and you like uh, you kind of like because I've seen you prophesy as well. I was at a service in in Stockton and uh, you were speaking, you were prophesying, and it was like a, a, a like a, a confidence booster for me because I was like, man, like this is heavy. Like you went from preaching, then you like paused because it was like a worship thing going on. You were like, man, God gave me this, and then boom, I just saw you started operating. You started speaking to this church. You started speaking to this leader, to this pastor. And it was just like something in me was like welling up. Where I was like, man, like yeah. I want to do that. Like that's dope. Like yeah. you just changed the whole atmosphere by being a blessed, being a confidence booster to them. Yeah. I mean, because the church wasn't a big church. It wasn't like a like a massive place. You know what I mean, but what they were doing, I remember what they were doing in their prayer in the, the certain areas and parts that they were praying for. Like you spoke into that, bro, and then the whole atmosphere in that church house changed, wow. and wow. it was just like. It was pumped. I was next to your mom. Like everybody was like, it was it was an awesome service. So I'm glad I got to witness that. But so important to be a confidence booster, man, to the churches that you go to, because you leave them on a uh, on a high. You know what I mean, yeah. it's like you're not there to, to get on them. To you know I mean you yeah. when you're done, you build them back up. Yeah. So that's yeah. I feel like that's man, that's heavy. Also, um, if you can tell us uh, one thing. You know, if you can tell us, tell yourself pretty much, what's one thing that you would tell the younger Z that you know now? Like, what would you tell yourself? 
Um, in in probably the younger Zia ministry. Yes. Uh, I I would probably say um, seasons don't last forever. Facts. Uh, seasons change. Uh, storms don't last forever. Right. Um, and Come joy comes in the morning time. Yeah, joy comes in the morning. Come and, on. And just I, I would tell them to learn to weather the storms because it's good. You know. You get caught up. I think this is where a lot of us would give up. Sometimes is we think it's just gonna last forever, but mm. God really shifts seasons. You he know, does. some seasons are crushing seasons, and then they turn into joyful seasons because the Bible says He prunes you, mm. and and the reason why He prunes you is to make more room for the fresh fruit. So yeah. if you could just if you could withstand the prune the pruning, He's He's the gardener of our hearts. You yes, know, yes, and and He and He tends the soil and and He sees where there's overgrowth. He's like, oh, that that needs to go. That pride needs to go. That ego pruning, needs to go. Come on. Yeah, and and so if you could if you could stand in those seasons, and this is a word for this generation because a lot of young people, millennials, Gen Z, they, they don't like to stand anymore. They they don't like to withstand the rebuke. They don't like to withstand the discipleship. I'll just go and find me a pastor online and I'll do church that way. And so, and so if you can learn to to be pruned by God, crushed. And make it to this fruitful season. Yes. That's the, I've always noticed that the devil hits me the hardest in the pruning season right at the end. Because mm -hmm. the devil knows I'm about to walk into a bunch of fruit. Yes. And so I would just say, hold on. You know, um, um, you have Ruth who held on to Naomi. Yes, there um, it goes. Come on. She said, your, your God will be my God. I'm not leaving you. And, and her holding on. Instead of doing what Orpah did, which was the other daughter-in-law who left Naomi, she left. She did. Um, Come on. you know, you you go on further in the story, and Ruth launched herself into the genealogy of Jesus wow. because she held on to Naomi. If she didn't hold on to Naomi, she would have never went back to the Israelite camp. She would have never married Boaz. But yep. her choice to be loyal, right? We talk about loyalty. Her choice to be loyal literally launched her into the genealogy of Jesus to be one of the great grandmothers of Jesus. And if you study Orpah. You study the one who left, who wasn't loyal. She actually became the great grandmother of Goliath. Mm. Come on. So Ruth gave birth. Who ultimately it was? She was the grandmother of David, right? Wow. David, yes. Jesus. Yes. And Orpah was not loyal. Nope. And she gave birth ultimately down the line to Goliath. If you study her bloodline. Wow. So your choice to be loyal or not changes generations forever. Come on. Yeah. That's heavy. Yeah. Wow. Choices matter. Um, in three words, how would you describe your legacy? Um, <laughs> legacy. That's funny. Uh, that's funny to talk about your own legacy, Come right? Mom, living legend right here. Um, I would. I think of a right, a righteous man. I don't know if I have three words, but um, a righteous man. A righteous Come man. On. Oh, there you Great. go. There a righteous is. man. V's got it, bro. Man. He's on it. Let's go. He's on it. Um, awesome. Yeah, righteous man leaves an inheritance for his children. And also, we always ask this, um, but what would you want to be written on your gravestone when you leave? What do, you want, what do you want the world to know you as? Soul winner. Soul winner. Yeah. Come on now. Soul winner. Tell them, tell them I was addicted to the cause. Ooh. Tell them that I was radical. Tell them that I, I, I reached people for the glory of God, yes. that, that I, lived, I lived my life to see people's, to see treasures, Come treasures on, out man. of darkness saved. Come on, T.O.D. Yeah. Soul winner. Yeah. Let's go, man. Awesome. Well, Z, we're going to conclude it, man. Um, I don't know how we end this. Because you're going you're gonna to end it, right? So, that, was my, that was the last question. Well, yeah, so was, what, last what do you want written on your gravestone? Yeah, so I was interested. You're just going to 
want to close out? Like, we're not closing out the prayer. What you want to do? Right after that question? Yeah. Why not just, you know, address the, the audience? Okay. And just be like, yeah, you know, maybe, you know, the testimonies, you know, spoke to you, maybe you could relate to the family aspect, the ministry aspect. Yeah. And, you know, either you pray, either you pray for the audience and the viewers, or you can have Z pray for them. Yeah, we'll have Z pray for them, pray yeah. them out. And, and then right after that, then you guys will, you know, you can, hey, well, thank you, da da da. And then okay. once you conclude it, then he's just doing the little announcements at the end. Okay. The end. All right. That's what you do. Okay. Will, you know, the thing. Yeah, right. let's so get it. Where, where did you let off from? Uh, right after tre treasures, what do you want it to be known for? The last yeah. question was, what do you want to be written on your gravestone? Soul winner. Soul winner. Soul winner. Soul winner. Soul winner till the Lord takes me home, right? Yeah. Soul winner. Till I'm gone. Soul winners. Yeah. All right. I'm going to clap three times. All right. charge me a lot, but I'm about to stop. He's already like, yeah, yeah. So, he's so already see, asking. Uh, pray. Yeah. Pray for the viewers. Like, Hold on, that's 15, I'm going to speak, I'm gonna speak <laughs> over them. Let's do it. If you're the dad, like go to everything you say. The dad, the father, the husband, the servant. You know what I mean, if you're serving your ministry, if you're serving your family, like break we'll, 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 we'll encapsulate everything in that. Let's do it in that prayer. Let's do it. Okay. Are you ready, bro? Okay. We're gonna we're gonna clap. Okay. Perfect. All right, I'm gonna clap three times, and uh, a genie's gonna pop up. Let's go. All right, well, in closing, you heard it yourself from Z. He wants to be known as a soul winner. So do I. No cap. Come on. Come on. That's what we do, man. We win souls. Hi, guys. <laughs> One more time. I'm going to clap three times. Okay. Uh, where are we picking up? Yeah. Closing. We're closing. closing. Well, here we go. All right, you heard it here, man. Right here on the Mudville cast. Z's testimony, a little bit of Z's story, and where he's about to go in this new season and uh, it's been a privilege man but like he said we want to be soul winners this is what we want to be known for and that's so true he lives up to every word that he said right there and uh it's just a blessing to have you on here z maybe right now if you want to tell the viewers uh you know like comment subscribe share this video uh if you can relate to z's story if you can find yourself anywhere in that from marriage from being a father from being a servant, from being a leader, pastor, from even being at the place where he wasn't saved, but he grew up in church and he knew about God and he had that experience with God. Uh, I want you to pray us out, Z. I want yeah. you to pray for the people, pray for this podcast, that it reaches the masses and it does what God intended it to do. Yeah, yeah. And uh, if, you're, if you're watching this and you're a viewer and you want to surrender your life to Christ, uh, this is your moment right here. Um, Father God, I come before you and I pray for every person that's watching this video. I know, God, that your power is not limited. Um, it is able to reach through social media. It is able to reach through a video. Um, long after this day, God, you're going to be witnessing to people through this video. And I pray, Lord, that if anybody heard this message and deep in their heart, they want to surrender today. Uh, if they heard this and they said, today I need to give my life to Christ and I don't want to wait any longer, I pray right now, Lord God, that your power would touch them in their car, 
Touch them in their home, wherever they're listening to this video at, God. I pray that your Holy Spirit would enter in, God, and you would change them from the inside out. And they would surrender to you right now in Jesus' mighty name. And you would break off any bondage upon their life. You would break off addiction, Jesus. You would break off depression, Jesus. You would set them free by the power of your blood, Lord God. And Lord, I just pray that you would do a work that none of us can do, God. And your Holy Spirit would go forth, save people right now, redeem people. And if you're watching this and you're surrendering right now, repeat after me. Say, Lord, I surrender my life to you. I believe you died on the cross for me and rose in three days. And I want to give my life to you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you, guys. Z, thank you, bro. It was yeah. a privilege. Honor. Like I said, man, it's a, it's always an honor. And uh, I love the way God just keeps elevating you, bro. Amen. Can't wait to see what's coming next. New music. You got any new music dropping for you? I, 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 yeah, no, I don't got no dates. Nothing no? in mind. Okay, yet, no, but so. I know you're cooking. Yeah, yeah, we're cooking. I know you're cooking. cooking. We, we, up. Come, come on, on now. Hey, it is what it is, man. Thank you guys for tuning in. Mudville Cast, looking forward uh, for the next one. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, share. Uh, man, tell your people about this, and uh, let's get this word out there. Amen. Peace, and God bless. All right, there you have it. We just wrapped up the first episode of season two. So if you guys don't have a church, feel free to follow us. Victory Outreach right here located in Stockton at 2725 Waterloo Road. You can find all the information in the details of this video right here. Click and subscribe. Share this video with others. That way we can reach the masses. Uh, God is doing something powerful in this podcast. So if you want to be part of what God is doing, feel free to come and join us in our live service. Once again, all the information is right there in the description. And don't forget to follow us at Instagram, our Facebook, and Spotify. And all the handles will be right here on the screen for you to follow us on those links. Amen. I pray this minister to you guys. And you have a blessed day. We're out. Boy, red letters, we're speaking them quotes, boy. I was dying, but he brought me to life. Found life when he told me to die. I couldn't hear the noise of my pride. I couldn't see till he put mud in my eyes.